Welcome, welcome to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1, featuring Bay Area Sports Insight. Now, here's your host, Jimmy B. Good morning, Tampa Bay sports fans. Welcome to the Jimmy B Sports Show. I'm your host, Jim Barron, and we have a ton to get to today. We have the Bucks in training camp. We have the Rays making some last-minute acquisitions. We have the Olympics in full force, and the Lightning finalizing a couple salary cap issues. We'll be right back to get the show started. The number is 877-448-7901, and you are in the gymnasium. There's a lot going on at the Landing Bar and Grill in Valrico. There's great food at the Landing featuring several signature landing-only specialties like shareable appetizers, seafood, flatbread, salads, wings, pasta, pizza, burgers, gluten-free, keto-friendly, kid-friendly, dog-friendly, desserts, craft beer and cocktails, and a lot more. And if you're looking for entertainment, we've got it. National holidays, food events, live music, karaoke, cornhole, and live team trivia. Check out our full menu on Facebook or online at thelandingvalrico.com. Sports is back and we've got that too. The Landing Bar and Grill off Lithia Pinecrest in Valrico. The Landing Bar and Grill. Land as strangers, depart as friends. Now, now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Good morning, sports fans. Before we talk about the the Rays and the Bucks and some Olympics, I want to just touch on the Lightning since they're all fresh in our minds coming off their unbelievable back-to-back season of Stanley Cup champions. As you know, going into the uh, end of the season, we weren't going to be able to keep all the players on the team. And of course, that did come true. So uh, just to update everyone on where we stand right now to free up some salary cap. And of course, the Seattle Kraken with the expansion team was able to uh, pull away Yanni Gord from us. So uh, once Gord left, the next player to go was uh, Luke Shen. He went to uh, the Canucks of Vancouver. And after that, we lost Tyler Johnson to the Blackhawks. So that's definitely going to make a big difference. Uh, when you don't have a, a, someone like Tyler Johnson, uh, Yanni Gore, the enthusiasm that he had down the stretch, the big uh, big plays, big, big time shots that he had. He was always in the middle of something, it seemed. Uh, when you lose players like that, it's definitely going to make a little bit of a difference. But uh, those three guys, along with Barkley Goodrow, he went to the Rangers. Uh, we lost David Savard. To the Canadians and um, now Blake Coleman, who I think is a big loss. He, he went to Calgary, so you know losing those guys. I believe about six of them: Coleman, Savard, Goodrow, Johnson, Shen, and Gord. Uh, we were able to uh, pick up uh, Corey Perry from the. Um, uh, uh, Montreal Canadiens, who we just beat in the finals. I guess he's best friends with Stamkos. And, you know, you might want to wonder and say, well, why would you pick up someone like Corey Perry after he was so hated in the playoffs and whatnot? And if you remember Vasilevsky elbowing him in the in the face when he was you know, by the net, I think it was game, game five, if I'm not mistaken. But anyway, he's the kind of guy, 36 years old. He won the Stanley Cup with Anaheim in, in 07. Uh, definitely someone who knows how to play, very good player. And he's going to actually help us. So when you lose a bunch of players like we did, I'm definitely excited to have him come to the team. Uh, lots of experience. And when you get a high character player like that, 
uh, with the depth that we already have to add with Stamkos and Kucherov and um, no point. We did re-sign points. So when you get someone like Perry coming in here, he's the kind of guy where if he's not on your team, you hate him. And if he is on your team, you love him. So I'm, I'm confident that as the season uh, gets underway for the next year here, going three times, hopefully back-to-back-to-back to back to back for a three-peat, he's going to definitely be someone to uh, – help out. So that was the uh, rundown with the Lightning. Uh, if you want to comment on did we lose any of your favorite players, who do you think is going to be the biggest loss of all those? I mentioned Yanni Gord going to the expansion team, Seattle Kraken. Uh, Gord is going to have some surgery, so he'll be out till November anyway, so he won't be able to make an impact for them immediately. But, um, you know, all those guys were definitely contributors for the team for the last uh, several years here. And no, thank you for all that you did for the team and best of luck in the uh, upcoming season, whatever team you went to, except when you are playing against us. So anyway, we'll be able to uh, put everything together and hopefully have another great year. Your thoughts, 877-448-7901. I think that right now we are still... Uh, one of the top tier teams looking at everything on paper. And if, and of course you don't win on paper, but um, we did keep the nucleus of the team and I'm confident that we'll be able to come back and have a great um, year coming up. We'll be right back. Talk some Rays, talk some Bucks, and of course the Olympics. Any calls, 877-448-7901. You want to email the show, sports at power901.com. We'll be right back. Now, in-home or in-office do-it-yourself COVID-19 testing is available to you. And the results are 99% accurate. Save your time and be safe by avoiding the lines and crowds. You can test yourself and your family members at home. Test your employees at work, making sure your workplace is safe. Simply call Citation Bioscience at the number we're about to give you to order your COVID-19 testing kits. When they arrive, follow the simple instructions and send them back to us with our prepaid shipping. Results are ready the next day in 95% of the cases. And remember, they are 99% accurate and reimbursable by your insurance company. Save your time, stay safe, and avoid the crowds. Order your COVID-19 kits now by calling this number now. 800-433-8399. 800-433-8399. That's 800-433-8399. Now, now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Talking a little baseball here. We, As you know, the um, deadline, trade deadline, ended yesterday on the 30th. So uh, the Rays, they did acquire Cleveland Indians outfield Jordan Luplo, that right-hander DJ Johnson, uh, for minor league pitcher Peyton Battenfield ahead of the trade deadline last night. So now they picked up then. They also got Sean Armstrong from the Orioles uh, in exchange for some cash. And as you know, last week we got Nelson Cruz from the Twins. Um, a couple of days ago, we actually did trade uh, to the Seattle Mariners 
our closer, Diego Castillo, for reliever, JT Chargoy, and a minor league infielder. So lots of things going on. I, I don't think that there's anything major. If you're a Rays fan, as far as the deadline loomed and, and what we did, I was a little bit surprised that we didn't go after Berrios a little more. Uh, the Blue Jays actually picked up Berrios uh, last minute yesterday. So at this point, pitching is going to be what you know we need. So maybe you know, but by acquiring um, Armstrong, that might help. Uh, you know, if you looked at our pitching the other day, though, I say that, but someone like Louis Patino goes out there and outduels Garrett Cole of the Yankees, and we beat them by two touchdowns, fourteen nothing, on uh, on Thursday. So, uh, what a great game! We lose a couple games, two to two to one, four to three. All of a sudden, we go out there and score fourteen runs. Uh, Brett Phillips had a grand slam. We had a ten-run sixth inning, which is what did the Yankees in. So. Um, you know, when you go out there against Cole and he's responsible for, um, I believe it was uh, seven runs through five innings or something like that. Uh, you know, right now, the Rays are a team. They're battling the Red Sox for the top spot in the division. And that's who we're playing this weekend. We have a 63 and 41 record as we stand going into the weekend. Game and a half back of the uh, Beantown boys. So we'll see what happens here over the weekend. When it's all said and done, we could be in first place by a couple of games, or we could be back, you know, a couple of games back when it's, it's all said and done. I think we have the Sunday night game as well on ESPN, the game of the week. So it, it should be interesting as far as what Cash does. The one thing I will say, the other night I was so aggravated watching the game, and I forget. I guess we're playing the, uh, the Yankees. We had a chance in the eighth inning, to uh, move a player over from first base. I think the score's tied, and we had a chance to, um, you know, get a runner from first. Meha walked, and I believe that, uh, I, I think Phillips was that bad, if I, if I remember correctly. And that's when you move the runner over. That's when you have him put a bunt down and get, you know, Mieha on second base in scoring position to, to, to help, you know, score and, and go ahead. But, you know, ended up uh, pitching to him and unfortunately is a ground ball, double play, and um, scored no runs in that inning and ultimately lost the game. So my one, my one gripe with the Rays, uh, you know, and of course it's minor, but I'll tell you what, we can win a few more games if uh, Cash will go ahead and uh, play the small ball, play the National League small ball and try to, you know, move the runners over, uh, hit and run possibly, you know, put down that bunt, get the guy in scoring position like we talked about. I, I just don't see that as often as I would like to from him. And um, I guess it's all analytics. And unfortunately, I think that takes away uh, a lot from the game. So other than that, though, you can't complain. The Rays with their payroll, uh, we did make a couple moves, obviously, and, um, you know, they, they know what they're doing. I, I don't second guess the um, uh, the general manager and the staff for going out there and getting the players. They know, they see what they see, and uh, they've done a great job over the last several years, so I'm not going to second guess um, who the players were getting 
um, picking up or acquiring or letting go at this point at the fall of the game. So I think um, with this many games left this season, the bats are really starting to come alive. Meadows had a couple home runs last several games. Azarina getting hot at the right time. Uh, Franco, you know, we'll see. He, he's still not hitting where he needs to be. Get, there's going to be a curve, a learning curve. But I think that, um, you know, he'll be okay. Nelson Cruz, I believe, will be a great pickup for us. And, uh, you know, a lot of teams, not just the Rays, but a lot of teams have made some moves in the last couple of days here during the um, push to be able to uh, get past the trade deadline. The Giants got Chris Bryant from the Cubs. So, you know, the Giants have the best record in baseball right now, and they took advantage of Chicago's rebuild system. The question is, is it enough to be able to hold off um, the Dodgers? The Dodgers, I'll tell you what, I mean, they go out there, uh, they're stacked to begin with, but when you go out there and you pick up, you know, Scherzer, you pick up Trey Turner in the same deal, how the heck do you do that? How do you let the Dodgers pick up Scherzer and Trey Turner? Um, I don't know how anyone is going to be able to match that lineup. Now, we talk about that, but you know, on paper, the Dodgers are the best team hands down. So, you know, they have, I believe, four Cy Young Award pitchers there and three MVPs on the team, three or four MVPs on the team. Uh, we don't know about Trevor Bauer, if he's going to be able to come back after those allegations of what's going on. But uh, when you look at everything that the Dodgers have done, it's going to be between them and San Francisco, obviously, uh, and San Diego, for all that matter, you know, out there in the West, those three teams. But I'll tell you what, man, the Dodgers, they are stacked. And uh, I don't know if you can touch them at all if they play up to their potential. So uh, obviously all the teams made some trades. I think the Giants looking to be aggressive. They weren't able to get Scherzer. I think they wanted to try to get him. Um, Kimball and Bryant thereafter as well, but uh, they weren't able to get them. But I don't really think they need them. I think that they're going to be fine. I think that when you have... Uh, you know, the Dodgers with, with Bellinger, Mookie Bass, Corey Seager, uh, you know, like I said, they're the team to beat right now. Uh, and they cracked the code on how to win. That, that's the thing. If you look at what it takes to win a championship at any level, there are things that you have to go through. There's growing pains. You have to find a way to win. The Dodgers did that last year. Unfortunately, it was against us that they were able to do that. Um, but... They, they did crack the code on how to win a chip. So now they did that. Now they can put some more um, pieces of the puzzle together and you know get ready and gear up here for the last you know, run of the season. But I, I think that if you look at uh, the teams out there, the Giants, the Padres, and the Dodgers, they're the three, three teams from the West. And I do believe that the Red Sox and uh, the Rays are going to have a, a great matchup here coming down towards uh, – the end of the season. We'd love to hear your thoughts. The number is 877-448-7901. You can go to sports at power901. Shoot me an email or just go to jimmybsports.com and send an email that way. We'd love to get your comments here on the show. I think that going through the last couple um, 
months here of the season. The Rays are in good shape as long as the uh, bats keep on hitting. Our pitching staff, we could start, and we've done this before, we've started relievers, and we've gone, you know, three, four, five different relievers deep, and... Um, you know, we've actually won. I think we threw a no-hitter with five relievers at one point this season when the uh, Lightning were in their run. So we have the ability to go out there. I do think that the bats will be the difference. If we can go out there and put runs up there on the board, take the pressure off of our pitchers, then I think that we're going to be in good shape uh, the rest of the season here. Again, we'd love to hear your thoughts. We'll be right back, talk some bucks and talk some Olympics. You listen to the Jimmy B's show you are in the gymnasium on power 90.1 the property shop your one-stop shop for all of your real estate needs looking for homes for sale or rent in the tampa market text homes to 71441 that's homes to 71441 the property shop is a full service realty and management company with a team of partners to give you that extra peace of mind the property shop is truly your one-stop shop providing stellar service in all areas of realty and right now new home buyers will receive a one-year home protection warranty for that extra peace of mind on your next big purchase more info online at the property shop usa.com or 813-655-5000 now now back to the show back to the jimmy b sports show on power 90.1 welcome back sports fans talking about the buccaneers trying to go back to back to match their counterparts there the lightning uh as you know brady had a surgery to a uh Torn ACL on his left knee in the offseason. He looks great so far. No problem throwing. I think that uh, if you look at the team this year with everyone back from the championship team last year, I think that uh, you're going to see some players learning the system even better than last year. Brady now has been here a while, so he's getting to know uh, you know, O.J. Howard coming off a uh, Achilles there. You have OJ, uh, you have um, Brown, Antonio Brown, with his knee injury. Uh, so if, if everyone's coming together, of course, it takes a while. No one likes the preseason. Uh, the players, uh, veterans hate going through preseason. Uh, of course, you have to be able to be ready to play when the uh, first game gets here. But I think that they're saying all the right things right now. Arians is, I guess they had a uh, not-so-good practice yesterday. He was a little bit uh, ornery about the whole thing. But that's what he, he needs to be able to find a way to not let the team get complacent. Yes, we're the Super Bowl champions. And yes, that was last year. Now we're talking about this year and what we need to do. What goals do we have to set to be able to go out there and um, maintain and defend what is rightfully ours. So first goal is the, uh, you know, getting ready for the first game there. And I think the first game is against um, not counting preseason, but we have Dallas. You look at Dak Prescott out there with Dallas, signs that huge contract, I think $160 million contract. Uh, he's sidelined right now. He has a... Uh, a sore throwing shoulder. So he's going to take a couple of days off and nothing major from what they say, but you know, you never know. I mean, he took a year off with the injury, obviously, and coming back. So he needs to be able to get some snaps and get out there, get the rust off and be ready to go. But from all, um, from the way it looks right now, I think you have the bucks in good shape. If we can avoid any injuries in training camp this season. There's always something that happens, unfortunately. So hopefully 
Uh, if it does, it'll just be minor and it won't have any setbacks to be able to uh, go into the opening game with uh, everyone healthy and ready to go. A lot of talk about Aaron Rodgers with the Green Bay Packers. I guess he was able to come back and rework the contract with the team. Uh, the, the, the issue with them is a couple of things. Number one, I'm tired of hearing about Rodgers, to be honest. I, I don't, you know, if you don't want to play, then, then don't play. Then just go away. You know, go ahead and you know, be the host of Jeopardy or you know, do whatever you want to do. But, you know, when you just you know, want to be in the spotlight, you want to be in the headlines and, and everything, and that's really all it seems to be to me. And then when it comes right down to it, the um, you know they work out a deal. Obviously, he has one year left, twenty-seven and a half million dollars uh, salary cap hit. The following year is forty-six million, so that's going to be the 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 fly in the ointment if in fact he wants to stay. Most likely, he'll play one year this year and then be gone. You'll see the page. You see the um. Um, Packers do everything they can to try to appease him. I guarantee you in a fourth down situation next year, they won't be uh, kicking a field goal and Rodgers will be out there and, uh, you know, he'll be running the team. So, you know, LaFleur is the head coach is in for a long year, I feel. And, uh, you know, who's right, who's wrong in the whole situation? I don't know. I really don't know. Um, if you want to take the side of the Packers organization, they've obviously been doing some things right over the years because the last two years they got to the NFC Championship game. So as a team, the general manager or the coaching staff, whatever, they're doing something right to be able to get the team to be in that position. Obviously, Rodgers has been a huge part of that team. So you can look at you know both sides. And uh, I really feel that as... As a general manager, you know, as ownership, you really need to find a way, or a head coach, if you're talking about LaFleur, you need to really be able to communicate with your team. Uh, everyone's different. Obviously, you have someone like Aaron Rodgers, the pedigree that he comes from the last years in the, in the league, MVP last year. So you have to be able to include him in what's going on. Yes, and it's a business on the other side of the coin. So you're going to have situations that Rodgers may not you know, like, may not agree with. But I do feel that the Packers need to be able to include Rodgers in what's going on, maybe a little bit better than they have in recent years. And also, I think that Rodgers needs to not be as concerned about some of the things that he doesn't have any control over. It's a business. So he has to understand that the Packers are going to do what they have to do to be able to preserve the business going forward. If that means drafting his replacement and Jordan Love like they did, so be it. If it means, um, you know, going after receivers that they think may help the team or not going after people that won't help the team. Like I said, they've been to the NFC Championship game the last several years, so they are doing something right. I think there's a lot to be said about nothing for the last you know, five months with everything here with Rodgers. I, th I think he just needs to uh, concern himself with playing football if he wants to play, and if not, then just don't go through something else. Pretty easy, but to drag everyone through what's been going on for the last several months. I guess it's okay to talk about uh, on, on sports shows and whatnot, but I think people get tired of going through all that. So 
Saying all that, I think that you have a great opportunity for the Bucks this year. Uh, if you look on both sides of the ball, they are returning everyone. Uh, and like I said, if you keep the injury bug away from the team, especially here in the early part of the preseason, it'll be great. Look at what happened to Carson Wentz today. Uh, actually, yesterday, uh, he has a foot injury. So he's going to be out for an undetermined amount of time. This is supposed to be his his time out there in Indianapolis. As you know, he left Philly. And, um, you know, Jalen Hurts took over the spot out there in Philly. And it was going to be... Wentz's team in Indianapolis, and all of a sudden, uh, a foot injury. We don't know the extent of that injury, but nonetheless, uh, all those things come up, so it's something to keep an eye on. And, um, you know, that's why these backup quarterbacks play a huge role. They have to be ready all the time to go out there and just step up and get ready to play. So I'd love to hear your comments about what do you think the Bucks need to do this preseason. All I would think is that make sure everyone stays healthy. And if you want to shore up the uh, special teams, I think that would be a step in the right direction. But other than that, I would love to hear your comments. 877-448-7901. We'll be right back. You are in the gymnasium, the Jimmy B Sports Show. Do you own an annuity, either fixed rate, indexed, or variable? Are you paying high fees and getting low returns? If so, Annuity General would like you to have this free book to learn the pitfalls and mistakes of buying an annuity. The Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers contains the little-known truths about annuities, like how to help reduce your fees and increase retirement income. And it's free. That's right, free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report just for calling. We researched over 1,000 annuities and summarized rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. You get annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and the annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling Annuity General today. Hurry, supplies are limited. Call now. 800-726-2194. That's 800-726-2194. Now, now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Welcome back to the Jimmy B Sports Show. Hopefully everyone's doing well. I know there's been an uptick in the uh, number of cases that's being reported for the COVID Delta variant. So hopefully that uh, as we go forward here, it's going to impact um, not just the sports world, but you know everyone in general. I know that we were just starting to get back to normal on so many levels and so many fronts. I really hope that uh, the setbacks aren't that many, but uh, it seems as though it's affecting, like I said, everyone across the board and that doesn't leave out the people uh, in the Olympics as well. Many people, athletes out there, have had to withdraw or be sidelined for various reasons because of testing positive. Uh, if you look at the Olympics this year, viewership is down by 35, 40% across the board. Uh, that's on TV ratings. And I think part of that is it's so hard to find a schedule. It's so hard to see what events are taking place at what time. So you have to really go through you know, whether it be um, you know, NBC or whatever channels they're on to be able to find an event. And of course, with the 
time difference of like 13 hours. Uh, you know, they're on live at, at, at all hours of the night. So it really makes it difficult from a, uh, watching a TV standpoint. And then live, there are no fans. So uh, how are the athletes over there? How do you think they feel? participating in front of no no fans it may be one thing if you're um you know an archery event or something but when you're out there in a, in a basketball game or a um on the pitch playing soccer or you know one of these sports that you have fans in the stands that really get you going i think it has to take a it's toll on the players and affect them one way or the other uh, you look at what's going on over there with the um, men's basketball team. I'll start with them. You know, I know we're playing the Czech Republic. Uh, I believe it's today. So we'll see what happens. I, I just I find it hard to believe that there's even any question as to who the, the who should get the gold in the men's basketball. It should be the United States men. Every year, year in and year out, I know we sent over um, a couple other players after the NBA Finals with uh, Chris Middleton and uh, Devin Booker. But it's really something where if we do not win the gold, then I really think there's an issue with the way that we go about preparing for the Olympics. And if we should even send over our pros, if we can't go out there with our pros and win, then... uh, then there's an issue. The, the motivation may not be there. Uh, the priorities may not be there, whatever whatever it is. And again, I'll give them a little bit of a buy this year because of what's going on uh, over there without any fans and, and everything else. But uh, like I said, they need to win. And I don't want to hear going forward about Durant. I mean, they've already lost a couple exhibition games in a uh, first round game. Jordan would never have let that happen Period. So any any comparison of Durant to Jordan going forward, I don't even want to have anyone entertain that because that'll just get shot right out of the water. I do think that we have a, a, a good chance to win the gold. And I think that when it comes right down to it, there is no doubt that we have the best talent of any team in the world over there or any other Olympics, wherever we are. The talent's not the issue. The, the, the issue is the team, you know, getting together. We have the best talent, but maybe not the best team. The teams win. There's no I in teams. So, you no, know, whoever you are over there, you know, Durant or, you know, anyone else. I'm not picking on Durant, but he is the one that, you know, tends to stand out. So when you go over there and playing, it's up to you to find a way to get your team to play together well enough to win the gold. That's why you're there. You're not there for any other reason. So find a way in those couple of weeks that you're there to make it work. So they'll saying all that, you talk about some of the uh, Olympians on our side that have done well. Of, of course, uh, you have Ledecky, um, from a swimming standpoint. Um, she goes out there every year, Katie Ledecky, you know, she didn't win the gold in a couple of events, but she does have um, you know, three medals right now. She has a, uh, a gold and two silvers at this point going into the 
uh, the weekend here, Caleb Dressel, another American swimmer on the men's side, has two golds. He's been awesome uh, on the U.S. men's team. So uh, we do have people over there that are definitely representing us well. Sunisa Lee, if you look at the women's gymnastics, that's a whole other topic. We could talk about you know, two hours on the women's gymnastics. Look at Simone Biles. What happened with that scenario? Um you know, you, you hear, here's what you're hearing. You're hearing that she obviously withdrew from the team competition, which led us to uh, get a silver medal versus, uh, I believe, we're supposed to win the gold and that as well. But she had to withdraw from that, and then she went on to withdraw from the individual competition as well. The issue with that was she was saying that she just has um, – no ability to focus. Nothing was seemed to be going right. And as you look at some of the stories of what's coming out there, apparently she's on ADHD medication um, since she was 19 years old, taking Ritalin, whatever. But and in Japan, that's a banned substance, so she's unable to take that over there. And I don't know if it was a withdrawal from not taking the medication or being able to focus, but you know, there, there's videos of her. Show, uh, you can't even do a routine, and she's you know being able to. She's stepping out of ba- out of bounds on the floor routines. Uh, some practice videos showing her falling on her you know back on uh, some dismounts and whatnot. And and I'll say this on her behalf: if you're out there as a gymnast. I mean, there's times you're, you know, 10, 13 feet in the air. And if you don't have confidence in the um, maneuver that you're trying, attempting to be able to go out there and conquer, then you shouldn't be out there doing it because you do run the risk of, of hurting yourself. I mean, you could cripple yourself or, or, or worse, going out there and uh, landing the wrong way. And if that's the situation, then she should withdraw and not go out there. I mean, it's not like if you're out there and you're playing basketball and you can't, whatever, concentrate, you miss a shot, you get hit in the head with the ball or whatever it might be. Or, But uh, in, in, that, in that event, gymnastics, if you are unprepared or unable to go out there and participate, then by all means, you shouldn't. A lot of criticism of her saying that she quit on the team or, or whatever it might be. Uh, until all the details come out, you really aren't able to um, pass judgment on that. So I'm going to wait to see what happens with everything. I, I do hope that um, for her sake, she's able to come out of the funk that she's in uh, for whatever reason it may be. And I do hope that the rest of our uh, Olympic team are able to uh, win some more medals. We should have the U.S. Women men, uh, U.S. Women's basketball team win. Of course, we talked about the men, uh, the U.S. Women's soccer team. Uh, I, I just can't warm up to that team, unfortunately. Um, you know, I find myself cheering for the U.S. whether it's uh, in archery or whether it's in. Um, you know, ping pong or badminton, whatever it might be. But when it, when it comes to the U.S. women's soccer team, unfortunately, for some reason, I cannot warm up to um, a team that's kneeling uh, for the national anthem and everything else. And uh, so I'd love to hear your comments on that. And uh, it's very hard for me to, uh, I'm not saying I'm rooting against them, but I just really can't 
go full speed into rooting for them either. Talking about some of the other sports, if you watch the the ping pong, I've been watching a little bit of that, the, the table tennis, I guess they call it. Is it me or does it appear as though some of these uh, players on both, the, both sides, men and women, when they're serving, I, I'm telling you, it seems to me as though the serve is they're coming off their forehead or the, 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 the ping pong ball is running down their front of their face before they, they hit it across the table. I don't know, but I would love for someone else to um, either email me or call at 877-448-7901 and let me know if you see the same thing that I'm seeing with some of these serves. Because I, I feel life of me, even when they do it in slow motion, I can't tell if they're you know hitting it with their forehead on the serves or um, if it's coming off the, um, the, the table tennis paddle in a way that I just can't see it. But anyway, it's good to see the variety of sports across the board. Uh, you do see good sportsmanship. I haven't really seen anything. Um, you know, I guess there have been a couple of situations where a, a marathon runner or a runner or someone put their um, hand up in a fist for whatever they're trying to promote, but I don't want to see any of that nonsense. And hopefully we can, you know, finish strong the next couple of weeks here and, um, you know, win some medals for the country. So we'd love to hear your comments. Unfortunately, guys, that's all the time we have. It always goes by too quickly here. Uh, we'll be talking more about some um, college football coming up here, some SEC, a uh, couple of teams, Oklahoma, um, and Texas are coming into the SEC, it looks like. So we'll talk about that. And, of course, at this point next week, we'll be able to see who's won some more gold medals. As always, thank you for listening to the show. My name is Jim Barron. I've been your host. You've been in the g- gymnasium. Uh, any questions, of course, feel free to call 877-448-7901. You can email the show, sportsofpower901.com. Please stay safe. Stay vigilant. Above all, stay positive. Remember, you always miss 100% of the shots that you don't take. So keep shooting. We'll talk to you next week. It's me, B-Sports Show.